Oh, yes, oh sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Well, let's wake them up, get them up, get them going. It's Monday on B&E. Get them up, get them out, as we say. Final day of July, 20 and 23, and a lot to talk about. Changes coming to the radio station. We will talk about them for sure. Also talk plenty of college football on this, the final day of July, the eve of Texas Longhorn football training camp opening this week, we'll have a full preview of that, of course. Also, conference realignment rumors continuing to churn from last week's move of Colorado back to the Big 12. Uh, nothing concrete yet, but it's clear Brett Yormark and the Big 12 not done in their quest to add to the uh, future of the Big 12. And also pretty clear the future of the Pac-12 is on life support at this point. Could be on its way to hospice care. Uh, Dallas Cowboys can't very blunt and candid Jerry Jones. Weighed in on all pro guard Zach Martin's contract and demand and hold out. Uh, we'll talk about Jerry Jones, pretty clear on what he's, his stance on that front. New York Jets camp, Aaron Rodgers fired back at New Broncos head coach Sean Payton. Uh, and, of course, on this Monday, we'll hit the good, the bad, and the ugly from the busy weekend. Texas Rangers, not good on the field, but off the field, making some moves at the trade deadline. Astros as well. We'll talk plenty of Major League Baseball uh, on this Monday morning. We appreciate you being there. And, yes, on this Monday, I will be able to provide some clarity on what's to come here at the Horn in the coming days and weeks and we'll get into it. It's also the point of the show where my buddy Bucky Godbolt would have said good morning to the men and women at Fort Cavazos, Texas, and all our military installations throughout the uh, state of Texas, all over the world, all over, all over the country, and all over the world doing what they do to serve our country in a volunteer military so we can do what we do here at home. And that is uh, Talk Sports with you here on the Horn. And we appreciate you being there. However you're finding us on 104.9, maybe 1019 FM, could be AM 1260. Always streaming for you. Keep that in mind on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. And I welcome to the uh, co-pilot chair this morning, my good friend Monty Williams, who is in the house. If you were with us on Friday, you heard that Friday was Bucky's final show. With us here at the Horn, it was a pretty emotional morning, and you said to me, Monty, that you got to hear that final hour, and that was, that was a tough hour of radio to complete, I will say that. For me personally, unprecedented. I mean, I've never heard you know anything like that. I, I've never seen anything come down the way it did. It was obviously very difficult. I mean, uh, the, the listeners are a family. Uh, that's really clear through the text line through the years, and there's so many uh, familiar voices on the text line and people calling in, and there's a, a loyal group of uh, fans and a large loyal group of fans who were heartbroken all last week. I mean, I was, and I, I hate to see. I think the, the station had never sounded better. Each block was was really piloted by, by uh, two people who had great chemistry. I think it happened through the day, all the way through to Rod and Harge at night. That's gone, but, uh, you know, you gotta got to look forward rather than back. Well, and you I'll kept try. saying, "Cry, you know, don't cry because it's gone. Be happy that it happened." And and uh, but it was tough. That that Friday programming was tough. Certainly was, and I got a lot of texts from uh, personal friends and yourself. And uh, it was certainly was. And again, it's it's unorthodox and it's not normal. I mean, again, and I, but I will also say as we talk through the changes that are coming and what I can talk about and be clear about. I am staying. I will be here each and every morning doing a radio show. I'll tell you about the with who coming up, and we'll talk about it this morning. We can go go there and talk about the, the future because this month of July has been a challenge without a doubt. Uh, and really, uh, when I say unorthodox, most radio companies that you work for would have shut things down after a Friday show and you would never heard from the hosts again. Uh, that's just kind of the way corporate radio works, and we are not corporate radio. Uh, you know, to your point about the family of listeners and the people who have made this thing go, none of that, none of what is happening is their fault. We've got to, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, 
battling these challenges because of lack of audience and lack of listeners. It's a it's a small business is really what we are as we talk about with local radio with a you know group of local ownership and uh, you know for over the last since COVID especially we've been spending more money than we've been making uh, and that kind of adds up and uh, so we'll talk through the what we're allowed to talk through but the future the horn will still be here there will still be will be, be sports talked about and talked uh, from the horn. And we'll explain to you as much as we can, uh, as much as concrete as we can be, of what is happening, what's coming. And I appreciate you being here to be a part of that because you've been a big part of uh, this show throughout its uh, its run. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Ty Henderson is here as well through the glass. We'll recap his fun weekend. I'm sure because we live vicariously through Ty. He's single and 25 and gets to do fun things. Uh, not that we don't, but, you know, we're holding. Yeah. I did have a great night last night. All three of my kids were back in the house. We had dinner. Because my daughter was back in town. She goes to school at North Texas, and she was in to see her boyfriend, really. We saw her. We didn't see her. She was here from Friday on. and didn't even see her until, uh, or from at all, till, till Sunday. So we had a nice family dinner, and that was no, that great. was a good time. Always good to get all the kids back in the house as they're all scattered about. But uh, So, yeah, had a good weekend. Hopefully you did as well. That's what we do on Mondays is recap the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start as we do each hour with the headlines. Get you caught up on the news in the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, start with Major League Baseball. Not a great weekend on the field for the stumbling Texas Rangers, but the AL West leaders certainly made some waves off of it ahead of tomorrow evening's trade deadline. On the field, Rangers dropped all three games of their series in San Diego this weekend, falling yesterday to the Friars 5-3. That finished off the sweep for the Padres. Texas has gone 2-7 and seven their last nine games. Their lead over second place, Houston, down to a single game atop the division. Astros weren't great this weekend. They dropped 2-3 or three to the Rays at Minute Maid Park, but off the field is where the Rangers made their moves on Saturday, they agreed to into a blockbuster deal with the New York Mets. It will bring three-time Cy Young Award winner Max Scherzer to Arlington. Texas will send one of their top prospects, infielder Luis Angel Acuna, the younger brother of Atlanta star Ronald Acuna, to complete that deal. Then yesterday, Rangers general manager Chris Young stayed active. They acquired left-handed starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery and left-handed reliever Chris Stratton from the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for three more prospects. Astros did make a move Friday ahead of the weekend. They reacquired a familiar face and looked to shore up their bullpen. They sent AAA catching prospect Corey Lee to Chicago for the right-handed reliever and former Astro Kendall Graveman. Also yesterday, Toronto Blue Jays acquired Cardinals fireballing reliever Jordan Hicks. L.A. Angels sent a pair of prospects to Colorado for outfielder Randall, Randall Gritchick and first baseman C.J. Crone. Texas will have the day off ahead of the series with the White Sox in Arlington this week. Houston will open a series with Cleveland tonight. MLB trade deadline is set for 5 o'clock tomorrow. Remember, there's no more waiver deadline in the month of August, so your team after 5 o'clock tomorrow is your team through the playoffs. Other One other score from uh, baseball, Round Rock dropped their series finale in El Paso 6-5 to yesterday. Also over the weekend, Austin FC struggles against opponents outside of the MLS. Continued FC Juarez beat... Uh, Austin FC at Q2 Stadium 3-1 to to complete a pretty miserable 0-2 showing in the inaugural League's Cup for the club. That means they're out of the tournament. They'll have plenty of time to reflect and get healthy. Their next scheduled MLS match not for three weeks. In college football, now 32 days away from the start of the 2023 college football season. For your Texas Longhorns, home opener with the Rice Owls at DKR. Uh, so the four-week training camp begins this week. Head coach Steve Sarkeesian will have a camp opening press conference tomorrow morning. Uh, first on-field practice scheduled for Wednesday. News over the weekend involving Texas freshman quarterback Arch Manning, although he has not played it down and is running third team for the uh, in that quarterback room. A special edition one-of-one trading card depicting Manning was sold Saturday for a whopping $102,500 by trading card company Panini America 
All of those proceeds will go to children and their families in the Central Texas area with help from St. David's Healthcare and the St. David's Foundation. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so uh, there you go. That's uh, your your weekend. A lot of baseball, a lot of moves. We'll talk about it. And, uh, Monty, I think the way I want to do it is uh, at the bottom of each hour, 630, 730, 830, we'll do a uh, kind of clear the air conversation about what's coming and what I, what we can reveal is, is happening at the Horn. And uh, outside of that, we'll do a normal show and talk sports from the weekend. Does that work for you? Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good, which means we'll talk to Ty. And so 630, we'll, I'll get into what's coming and what we can talk about and I'm excited about, actually. Um, it's not all terrible news, I don't think. But, yes, there's plenty of people that uh, this, is, this is impacting. But uh, also, there's got to forge ahead. Um, you know, at the same time, all that is going on. But uh, forging ahead, how was your weekend, Ty? I know you had a rough because uh, Saturday were the final. This, we had our final weekend shows because those shows are uh, going off the air as well. The, uh, the lineup on Saturday morning, the lineup on Sunday morning. Ty has been um, important to those shows, running those shows for how long has it been now you've been in charge of Saturday mornings? Almost two years. Yeah, man. So, yeah, you know, our, my man Bob Ballou and Carl Mickelson on playing through our golf show. Spotlighting great golf here in town. Uh, Casey Stutter, Johnny Rogers, and the team on the Big Ugly Tailgate. Uh, Colonel Flowers on the high ground with Jamie Frazier. Of course, Rodney Rodriguez, you know, spotlighting racing and auto racing with uh, Revved Up ATX and my and our friend Tyler Campbell, TC Speaks, with um, bringing the good news, the good message every Saturday. Uh, I think that's been, you know, valuable to what we've done. But uh, and Ty's been a big part of that. So it was pretty emotional. He said grown men crying. Grown men in tears. There were some tears shed. It was, um, <laughs> not that that's a bad it's, thing. It's not a bad thing at all. It's, it's okay to be emotional sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was definitely tough. Uh, I hope to I've developed some strong relationships with those guys over the past year and a half, two years. So I'm, I'm definitely going to continue to talk to them weekly because they've they've helped me out to get into this position that I am today. Uh, well, that's exactly right, and you, you're a big part of, uh, of what's to come. So that's a good thing. But uh, baseball over the weekend. Uh, you know the the Rangers going in here. This is not surprising. It's something that that, that I've talked about for for a month now, and involving Shohei Otani. And I firmly believe had Shohei Otani been made available, the Rangers would have been in these conversations for Shohei. I don't know if they would have gotten him, but I believe they would have been. Um, and now that Shohei Otani has been pulled off the market, and the Angels in the Rangers same division, Astros same division, they're five games back. Um, you know they become buyers. Uh, to try to support Shohei Otani in his unbelievable season. The Texas Rangers have pivoted and said, we're, we're still going all in uh, because we feel like this is a team that can can win the World Series. And as I said throughout the month about the Rangers, they have the farm system to, to attack this market and add the pieces that they need. No better example than the move they made on, on Saturday to acquire Max Scherzer. Uh, of course, it's, it's not lost that Max Scherzer, uh, you know, also last week the Mets traded their closer, David Robertson, uh, that was the first sign that the Mets were about to go, you know, go garage sale, fire sale, yeah, fire sale. And Max Scherzer publicly questioned the move, like, and basically said, "I need to have a talk with management." Um, you know, this wasn't the direction. Now he hasn't pitched great uh, this year, Max Scherzer. The the Mets have played very underwhelming football, and it's the most expensive payroll, not just this year, but the most expensive payroll in the history of baseball that is uh, underachieving dramatically. So. The moves are being made, but Scherzer voiced his displeasure with the the, the trade of the closer, and immediately he was traded. <laughs> um, to you know, he agreed to a, to waive his no trade clause. He agreed to opt into next year, which was important to the Rangers as well, I believe. 
so the 39-year-old former Missouri Tiger and future Hall of Famer will be coming to Arlington, um, and you know that deal will be consummated, and he, you know, like probably show up today on their off day, getting ready for the White Sox. But they are in. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I think Razor fans really hope it lights a fire under him. I think he has been underwhelming this year, but I mean, they. The Mets aren't playing for anything either. I mean, I think that Scherzer is somebody who's such a fierce competitor, and being now in the thick of a thick of a race is, you know, may really energize him. I mean, there's nothing to say the guy can't immediately, you know, kind of turn it back on. I think he needed a more competitive situation than the Mets were offering him yeah. as far as playing. Potentially, yeah, that's the, yeah. At the same time, he's 39, and maybe you know, he's been pretty mediocre this year as far as what you're used to from Max Scherzer. But you're right, the kickstart of a playoff race, the kickstart of a, a positive locker room, that can help too, where the Rangers are, you know, in first place and have been in first place all year. And, uh, you know, two months to go, let's go get this thing. I like the, I like the, I like the move for the Rangers. And, you know, and the, the trade of Luis Angel Acuna, it's exactly what I've been talking about all month. Is not only do they have the farm prospects to make these these trades. I mean, Luis Acuna. I mean, Luis Angel Acuna is a middle infielder. He plays shortstop and second base. Marcus Simeon plays second place for the Rangers. Corey Seager plays shortstop for the Rangers. Ezekiel Duran is already, you know, you know, a potential rookie of the year in the American League, if not for his own teammate Josh Young. So there's nowhere to go. I mean, the kid's stuck, uh, and he's a top prospect. He's a good player. But if you're a Texas Ranger fan, it's tough to give up a good player like that. But where, when was he going to play uh, for the Texas Rangers? And that's the luxury they have. They have some guys. And as, as I said, as the Rangers have gone out the last two offseasons, have been very active in bringing in star players from outside the organization. Um, you know, Simeon and Seager one year with all the starting pitching last year. That has put a roadblock to some of their prospects to make a move up. And that's at all levels of their minor league system. So they have the prospects. They have the number one by, by a lot of accounts, the number one you know rated uh, minor league system in baseball, and so you use your 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 farm system is for just that. It's to oh, it's money in the know, bank. It's, it's to provide future, but at the same time, you also can go get what you need in real time to make a run. And they they pivoted right after acquiring Max Scherzer. Uh, you know, there's financials to that deal too. By the way, the Mets are paying thirty three million of that contract. You know, uh, Steve Cohen, the billionaire, is throwing money around like crazy. Uh, it was worth it to him to acquire a young prospect like Luis Angel Acuna to spend $33 million bucks to help offset future costs and Max Scherzer opting in the next year. And that was important to the Rangers because, remember, they're already on the hook for the Jacob deGrom deal uh, that they signed last offseason. And he is out with Tommy John and might not pitch again until you know, 2025 uh, for the Rangers, and they, they're paying him. So, uh, you know, so now Max Scherzer's coming in. The other move yesterday was, was really big, I think. Uh, to go with the your team that you grew up rooting for, the St. Louis Cardinals, who are also having a fire sale right now, and acquire um, you know a left-handed starting pitcher who's been really good this year. He's been outstanding in an underachieving Cardinals season. Um, you know they send three more prospects to St. Louis for Jordan Montgomery and left-handed reliever Chris Stratton, who's also you know having a decent year for them. So you get two more experienced arms and another starting pitcher for three more of those prospects we just talked about. And, you know, the, 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 the concern I would have for the Rangers that to go after two starting pitchers over the weekend, including the, the big bo- the blockbuster for Max Scherzer, and then to follow it up with this move, that might just be for insurance, but would also lead me to be concerned about Nathan Eovaldi, who has been shut down now for two starts with a, what they're calling a, an elbow, you know, this fatigue arm, I think, is the way they're playing, playing it. 
you know, because Eovaldi's been, it was an all-star. He's an 11-game winner. He's been their most reliable pitcher, and you just cross your fingers that these moves don't indicate that maybe there's something more, you know, that they're dealing with with him. They say it's just to get him some rest, and if that's true, well, then, you know, you'll come back with Eovaldi as the top of your rotation with Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, Martin Perez, and you can put Dane Dunning back into your bullpen, and Dane Dunning jumped into the starting rotation when uh, Jacob deGrom got hurt. So you could slide him back in to help your middle relief where you've struggled this year. You also, of course, way back at the start of the month, acquired Aroldis Chapman in the trade from the Kansas City Royals. So pretty clear, Ty, your Rangers are, are going all in here. They're, they're, they're using that, that fertile farm system to acquire arms, to go with this potent offense that they have. And at the same time, you've got to say they're not playing great baseball right now, so they need to get things turned. Oh, I'm excited. Um, but, yeah, not a, not a good weekend series against the Padres. I watched a few of those games. Uh, I, f- I found a streaming service that nice. I can I can get my share Rangers. share that with us? I can share it. I, I don't know if it's legal. So I, I don't know how <laughs> much information do I want to give out. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited with the moves. I, I honestly expect them. There was a lot of news over the weekend that Verlander might have been a target. I know he's still potentially well, a target for the Astros. Well, we'll pivot to teams. that conversation in a moment because uh, what's to come in the next – you know, the trade yeah. deadline's 5 o'clock five tomorrow. tomorrow, so we've got, what, you know, 30 hours, 30, 40 hours, 35 hours until the deadline. Not the math doing in my head right now, but 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And as I said in the update, there's no more – you used to be able to do what waiver trades in August where if a player would clear waivers – like Justin Verlander was a waiver trade acquisition of the Astros back when, you know, he came from Detroit to Houston. That doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. So your roster after tomorrow at 5 o'clock is your That's roster. It. Unless you're bringing them up from your own farm system, you can't make trades. So there's going to be activity. But for the Rangers, look, they're, they're not only got swept in San Diego, they're 2-7 and seven in their last nine. They lost 2 out of 3 to Houston. They lost 2 out of 3 to the Dodgers the previous weekend. So this is their first real skid of the year. And, you know, pitching's been a problem for them. And, uh, you know, you, it's a long season. It's not a panic move. It just happens. You have bad stretches in baseball uh, over 162 games. That's obvious. Uh, but these moves should uh, send a, a positive jolt through the locker room to bring in a competitor, as you said, Monty, like Max Scherzer into your locker room. The experience, three-time Cy Young Award winner, won a World Series. I mean, this guy's, you know, done it all in baseball. Uh, he could be just the jolt you're looking for. And you just cross your fingers on a Uvalde. Um, that that deal that he's going to be okay because if he is, you know, you're right there with anybody in the American League in my mind when you're healthy. Uh, and then you bring in you know another starting pitcher. The kid from St. Louis is really good. I mean, he's a good pitcher from the left side. He's been very consistent for the Cardinals it's this year. An ERA of about three point four, three point three. Um, he's been been outstanding. So that's a good move. And so clearly they're they're ready to go. And are, they may not be done. I don't know. I mean, you, you, they're still. Time to be making move, but to the, to the Justin Verlander question, that's a big one because there's a story out this morning from the Athletic that Justin Verlander, upon seeing the the Max Scherzer move, the David Robertson move, that maybe he is rethinking what uh, that because he's got no trade clause too, Monty. He can deny to, he controls the situation, but if Houston were to come calling, because Houston, you got to feel like chasing Texas right now feels like they need to respond. Of course, Justin Verlander, that's a very familiar face in that locker room and has had a lot of success in that uniform. That um, The question I have for the Astros is that do they have, because where the Rangers have the number one farm system in baseball, the Astros do not. The Astros system has been you know, making all these runs to four World Series in six years, winning a couple. They've, they've traded off most of their top prospects at the deadline to try to get what they need, and you do that year after year. Plus, remember, they had the uh, the penalty for the sign-stealing scandal where they had back-to-back years where they didn't have a first-round pick 
Um, but they got docked the draft picks in that, and that comes back to, to roost here where you're, you're sitting here. You'd like to get involved with the Justin Verlander conversation, but you may not have the ammo to go after it if the Dodgers are involved. The Orioles, who have been the surprise of baseball this year, just beat up on the Yankees again this weekend. Uh, they're sitting in the, in, the, in the catbird seat in the AL East right now. They could get involved for a guy like Justin Verlander. And right now I don't think the Astros have the, the minor league prospect ammo, which means you may have to deal from the top, like deal from your major league roster, which becomes precarious if you want to get back involved for a Justin Verlander. Also, uh, San Diego, although they just swept the Rangers, they're not even to 500 yet this, at this point, so they may be willing to trade their closer, Josh Hader. They could put Blake Snell, who beat the Rangers yesterday, also on the market, left-hander, uh, big-time pitcher, so... It'll be an active uh, next, you know, day and a half yeah. to the deadline. Well, I, once again, I mean, I just think that Scherzer's such a competitor, and and I think a, you you made mention of the mood in the locker room. It's probably not a good mood in the locker room when you are part of the highest paid baseball team in history and you're not winning. I mean, that doesn't really make for a good locker room. Generally, the Rangers will have a much you know healthier uh, locker room, and I, I don't think Scherzer's, Scherzer's done yet. I don't think that uh, you know. I mean, thirty nine isn't what thirty nine used to be, even for a pitcher. And uh, I mean, I, I think the guy needed a fire lit under him, and um, I think this is going to be—I think it's going to be great for the Rangers. I really do. I think I, I expect to kind of see shirts or pick it right up. Yeah, that, that's what I expect. Well, I expect a lot of it's emotional. And now you are in a place where you can play meaningful games again. When you're 39 and you know that the lion's share of your games are behind you, you want your games that are left to be meaningful, and that doesn't mean the Mets. Yeah, that could that can kick up your game. There's no doubt about it. But the numbers this year show you he's been just okay. But they need better than that right now if they're going to kickstart this thing. And somebody said the Braves could get in on Verlander. That's true. And that's why you know I, I was chatting with some Astro friend buddies over the weekend, and they're like, let's get Verlander. My only concern is they don't have the firepower. They they just don't have. And remember, the Astros are already dealing with. You know, they were expecting to have Lance McCullers come back this year. He never did. He had to have another procedure. He won't pitch this year. Luis Garcia. There are other. Workhorse of a right-hander, he's out with a with a with an arm injury as well. He won't be back. So, yeah, I mean, for your, for the Astros, you know, the the young right-hander, the rookie JP France has been unbelievable. Because uh, without him, I don't know where they'd be. Uh, because it's been an all Framber Valdez. Christian Javier is finally starting to turn the corner, but he hasn't been as good as he has in the past. Uh, the Astros have been doing this thing with duct tape uh, when they're starting pitching staff. The Kendall Graveman move will help. Because their starting pitching in Houston has been not as reliable as usual. Their bullpen, which was the number one bullpen in baseball last year, and one of the reasons they won the World Series, it's been overused. I mean, you're already the July, and you got some dudes that have been used a lot. they got four main relievers. Well, now they bring Kendall Graven back from the White Sox. That gives them five good relievers at the back end. Uh, that'll help Dusty Baker. Uh, but they could use another starter. Uh, I think that's fair to say. And their, their general manager, Dana Brown, has made that clear. But do they have the firepower prospect-wise to go get it? And obviously, if you're talking Justin Verlander, you will have the Orioles involved. You will have the Braves involved. Anybody that's that's planning to win the World Series this year is going to try to get Justin Verlander for the same reason you said about Max Scherzer. You know, this guy can kick it in gear like no other. And Verlander's actually been pretty darn good. He won his 250th game of his career yesterday. Um, so, yeah, he's he's still Justin Verlander. So we'll follow that up until 5 o'clock tomorrow. Other moves that will be made. But, um, you know, Rangers signifying pretty clearly, Let's let's go. Um, because, you know, by the way, to your point about the Mets and their billionaire owner, Steve Cohen, I mean, he is a billionaire's billionaire 
hedge fund guy. Look, they're they're because they're saying it's not a fire sale. They're just, but he, not only is he clearing money, he's he's pay, willing to pay the money out, like thirty three million dollars. They're pretty much giving to the Rangers to pay Max Scherzer, uh, because why? Because they want to spend more money next off season. Because they're going to be in on the Shohei Otani conversation. Do not if Otani, you know, because we we know Shohei, whether they make the playoffs or not in Anaheim, and whether they make a run, he's going to be a free agent. I mean, we know that and. They're going to be involved uh, in New York. I think that's fair to say. And and Cohen, who's already got the richest payroll of all time, that's not that's no op, that's no no object to him at this point. You know, you mentioned you mentioned the Orioles. To to me, uh, I'm thrilled the Orioles are, are are playing well this year. And to me, they're one of those franchises that kind of baseball really needs them to be good. I mean, I just I, I have missed the Orioles not being good. It's been a long time. Well, you grew up with the oh Brooks know, Robinson and yeah. Jim Palmer, and, he, and no no question they used to be a great franchise. Earl Weaver was true. I mean, you couldn't get away with the stuff Earl Weaver did back then. So, as a uh, spawn insane and pray for rain, spawn insane and pray for rain, and you know the the uh, the thing about the thing about the Orioles. I mean, they they always had just wonderful battles with the Yankees. They were as much a thorn in the Yankees' side as as, as the Red Sox ever were. And, and I just, I'm so glad that the Orioles are back playing meaningful baseball again. Well, I also had a buddy text me yesterday, said, watching them, you know, put seven runs on the board in the first two innings against the Yankees. He said, man, they look like the Astros did when the Astros began their climb. And keep in mind, the general manager of the Orioles is a guy named Mark Elias. He was Jeffrey Jeff Lunau's right hand. I mean, so and he's built that Orioles organization in the same with the same blueprint that the Astros were built uh, when they started to, to take their run. And, and the Orioles are very similar, very young but very talented. And uh, yeah, they're they're the leaders in the AL uh, East right now with Tampa hot on their heels. And I what did I see? Where the last time the the Orioles were in first place this late in the season, and the, the Yankees were in last place was like in the seventies. Like it's yeah. been a, it's been a long time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time since yeah. both where the Orioles were on top here on the last day of July, and the Yankees were in last place in the division on the last day of July. It's been a long time, so it is good. There's a plenty of baseball. Obviously, the deadline. Somebody says, can the Rangers get Verlander too? Look again to keep him from the Astros and the farm system you have with guys that really have nowhere to go. Why not? I mean, <laughs> that this is going to be a hell of a race to the finish line. And if you're the Rangers, you've already gone all in here. And if if there's if if the Astros emerge as a front runner to get Verlander, you might want to jump into that conversation yourself. I mean, I don't know the finances of it all, but uh, for sure. But we'll pick it up on the other side. Also on the other side, we'll let I'm gonna let Monty kind of pepper me with questions. I'll give you what I can on what's coming because uh, there is some clarity to the future of the Horn because I know that obviously has been much talked about here in the last two three weeks, and it's been a, it's been a difficult uh, transition in July. For everybody here at this radio station, so we'll start to on the final day of the month try to give you some some uh, where we're headed in the future. So that's coming up. Also, some uh, B and E facts of the day before the end of the hour. It's the horn. Come on, come on. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, it's like worth living. Should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Monday on the horn, Monty Williams in the house, Ty Henderson is here, and you. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday. How was your weekend? Final weekend of the month of July. It's football season, that's for sure. Uh, Coming up, we will preview Longhorn Football Camp, which opens this week. Wow. 
Steve Sarkeesian will have a, uh, a Game Week news conference tomorrow, Game Week, a uh, camp opening news conference tomorrow at 1030. Among the changes at the Horn this month, we will not air that press conference here on the Horn because we're not allowed to. Uh, we have uh, we do not have the broadcast rights to the Horns moving forward, and so uh, that will not be heard. But we will certainly discuss it because once it's aired, we once can take out the there. highlights and we can talk about it. That's the, right. The the uh, the sound bites and all that we will certainly talk about it uh, here on the Horn all month long, up until the opening game. Thirty two days from now is that what I said? Thirty two days. Thirty four. Thirty. Well, I think right. I, well, if I go to the TexasSports.com website and go to schedule football, they have a countdown clock. It says 33 days, 7 hours, but it's That's actually— That's right, because yesterday was rookie day, right? Yeah, so 7 hours from now will be kickoff time, I believe, is because remember, they play Rice at 2.30 in the afternoon, if you remember. So 32 days, essentially, is where we are for the Longhorn season opener with the Rice Owls, 2.30 in the afternoon. That'll be a little hot. Was 33 Roosevelt leaks— 33 is Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes, for sure. I know that. Uh, Roosevelt Leaks predates me, so you would tell me. I've, I've met Roosevelt Leaks several times. I don't know what number he wore. I don't know why. He played in the backfield I Texas. may be dead wrong. I may be dead wrong. You know, I was telling Ty, though, this is this is the time of year. Obviously, this year it's 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 a little it's it's tainted. But this is the time of year where you can really sense that pickup. You know, I drove by yesterday at Anderson. The band's out working. You know, there's just this vibe that football season's coming. It really, it, it's, it's a tangible thing. You can feel things beginning, sure. to, well, beginning to pick up now. Even out and about, you're seeing kid, you know, people out school shopping, back to school, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, being in radio as long as I have, June, July is kind of the, the not normal season. People are... Kids are out of school. Kids are out, you know, p- people on vacations. People are outside of their normal schedules. And, you know, we can see that even on our, our listeners. Uh, but it all, you know, August, which is tomorrow, starts to roll in. Okay, a little normalcy back in. Vacations are probably done. Uh, getting ready for school, training camp, band practice, all that. And so, yeah, normalcy coming. Also, in addition to the Longhorn preview throughout the morning uh, today, we'll also get back into the Big 12 conversation because uh, pretty clear, even on the heels of Colorado's move, Conference realignment is not over even into the month of August because uh, the Big 12 still wants to add a 14th member for next year once Texas and Oklahoma leave, uh, maybe even more. So we'll get you details on that. And at Cowboys camp, Jerry Jones was asked about the holdout all-pro guard Zach Martin and what he can do about the stalemate, and he was pretty blunt and pretty candid about his assessment of Zach Martin's options here as they uh, get ready for a football season out in Oxnard, California. So we'll talk some NFL uh, but Monty, I did say at the bottom of each hour we'll get into what's coming uh, here on the horn because we've, you know, obviously had a, had a month of conversation. Uh, I will say we do know that uh, today and tomorrow will be the final shows for our midday lineup, which includes Craig Way and Jeff Howe and Light the Tower. Um, also the uh, the show with with Chad Hastings and, and Isaiah Collier. Those will be the last couple of shows. They've been talking about that for the whole the last two and a half weeks now. That those, that tomorrow would be their final shows and. That is the plan. Uh, tomorrow is also the planned final show here. Um, but let me just say it this way. The Horn will continue. The Horn as as a broadcast entity and, and home for, for local sports conversation continues. Um, the, 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 the message I would give is if, if right now you're listening to the Horn on 104.9 FM, if that is your source of listening in your car at home, uh, wherever you are, I'm sure you've texted us about, oh, man, why can't I come up here from a country station, bleed over into my 104.9 signal? If that's where you're listening, you have to, and you still want to listen to the horn moving forward, and I'll tell you what's coming, 
you have to download the Horn app. Uh, you're going to have to go get the app. It's so simple to use. It is uh, absolutely free. It's in your app store. Um, you're going to have to download that to your phone, and but touch of a button, you'll be listening to the Horn. Uh, because as I've always said, there's even people on the air here that have, I think, fallen into the habit of calling it 104.9 The Horn. The Horn is 104.9, 101.9 AM, 1260, and the Horn app and hornfm.com. That's where you hear the broadcast product of this radio station and media company. And that will continue to be the case except for the 104.9 signal because in our current financial situation, that signal along with another signal we have, 105.3, which is the bat, is are being sold. And um, I believe that those deals are being consummated right now. And so that we will, they will, that, those two signals will no longer belong to us at the Austin Radio Network. They will be a different format. So, again, the horn continues. But, if, again, if you're, you're listening right now on 104.9 and that's been your avenue of finding us, that's going to change soon. So, but there is a remedy. It's pretty simple. You download the horn app. You plug it into your phone if you're in your phone or turn on your, your Bluetooth or whatever, and you're, you're listening to the show. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, it, it, you also will have an AM signal, right? Is that well, that's correct? right. And I wanted to mention, if you don't have a smartphone and you don't have an app store and all that, that's fine. Uh, AM 1260 will be. And, and AM 1260 um, throughout the day is our strongest signal of any of them in our cluster and in our building. It uh, gets um, up towards Waco, going north. It gets. I mean, it is a really, really strong AM signal as far as signals go, because that's an actual trans, you know, radio station, whereas our 104.9, our 101.9, those are called translators. Those are, those came into the market, you know, in, in, the, in the middle 2000s, or by about 2005 into 2000 and beyond that, and translators became very popular, and that's where a lot of radio stations live, and it brought local radio back into the conversation, because you could put a translator, Monty, with a signal on an antenna, and you could broadcast market-wide. Uh, again, it's not a, it's not a, you know, a, a strong, super strong FM radio signal traditionally or AM, but the translators kind of changed the game. That allowed us to start the horn. Uh, there are other stations that you listen to, I'm sure, that are on translators. Um, uh, so, you know, that's just a little behind-the-scenes baseball there, but behind radio. But we're selling those, too, and that's for, for cash, cash infusion, to be honest with you. Um, that's where we are as, as, as a radio station. We are a small business. Um, you know, it's not, as I say, it's not the audience's fault that all this is happening or any of the hosts on these radio airwaves. It's, it's, a, it's been an expensive operation. Um, you know, we have the country music station, Coke FM. It's, I mean, it's to the point, Monty, where they had to cancel the Coke Fest event because ticket sales were not where they had been. Uh, and then they're selling these two signals for, for cash. And uh, that's part of our stability plan moving forward. But also moving forward, Monty, I will say, I will... You know, once we, we launch the new lineup, which is scheduled to be right now next Monday, which is August the 7th, uh, I will be here every morning hosting a show, a five-hour radio show with Rod Babers, uh, who currently is with Mike Harge in the afternoon. Uh, Rod and I were asked to be the, the really the two on-air hosts that are going to be back and uh, we had to make that decision for ourselves. We had to do some investigating on the future and what's coming. And uh, I think Rod and I are both excited about the opportunity to work together. I've never I've done pregame shows with Rod Babers for Texas football meant for years now, uh, but excited to to do the show with Rod. And again, we had to you know make our own decision. Um, same time, everything else that is happening around us was not our decision. It's just we're the two that were invited and asked if we wanted to stay. And um, you know that's going to start. Immediately, we're as soon as we get everything finalized and on the air. Hopefully, 
not hopefully, it, August the 7th will be the launch date of that. Well, that'll be the most thoroughly prepared show <laughs> in the history of sports radio. I mean, between you and I, I mean, I've come in since 2009 and, and co-hosted with you occasionally, and you are an extremely prepared individual but Rod Babers comes in here. He laps me. Oh, man, he comes in here with so many legal pads full of stuff. I mean, I wonder if he gets to everything he researches. He but doesn't. But he can get to, he can find, it's amazing, his filing system. With pregame shows I do with him, you know, he, he, he finds the little nugget he's looking for. And it's all handwritten, by the way. Oh, yeah. Rod's prep and notes are handwritten. I know he's <laughs> talked about that with his spiral notebooks and his, but that is, that's the plan. Let me ask you, what, what, uh, I mean, obviously the, the the horns have have gone away in terms of in terms of the affiliation. But what is you guys plan for high school? I've, you, you've built such a wonderful high school network and everything. Does that all go away? Is there a reduced version of that, or what's your commitment to high school football now? Well, I will say in all phases of what we do at the Horn on one hundred one nine AM twelve sixty, the Horn app and HornFM dot com. Please download that app. Um, everything's going to phase back, uh, scale back, I would argue. But uh, the plan is, as I know it right now, that we will carry, you know, still on 101.9 has been the home for Vandegrift Viper football for the last um, half decade. And that is the plan. We will still carry Vandegrift High School football on Friday nights with some pre and post game, pre and halftime coverage of games from around the area. But the, uh, the Flex brand is just because we the staff is being reduced to such a number that we won't be able to devote the the man hours to cover high school football as we had. And that's a shame. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But it's also a shame that our, our local programming lineup will be stripped back to where it's going to be stripped. But, again, we will have a five-hour. That's a haul. Five-hour shift is a haul. Well, it's the, but, you know, one of the reasons Rod and I are excited because we know that if you listen on 104.9, you will find the app and you will want to listen because I think it's going to be a good show. Oh, it's going to be a real good show. But it also is the only morning sports conversation going on in this market. Uh, there isn't another, you know, you can either choose to download the app and listen to us talk Longhorns and preview and talk camp and count it down to the Rice game, the Alabama game, and everything beyond that, or... You're gonna to have to find something else. I mean, I would recommend Bob and Eric Cole, Eric Rains and Bob Cole down the hall, because they will still be uh, cranking it on Coke FM. But we will be the only morning sports conversation. We will also have an afternoon drive local show that is being developed right now. It'll be between I think five and seven uh, through your afternoon drive home from work. Uh, that'll be covering the Longhorns and all things college football, Cowboys, and that show is uh, in the works as well. So we will have. 6 to 11 in the morning, and then 5 to 7 in the afternoons. Yes, we will have a high school football presence on Friday night. Uh, as far as Saturday and game day coverage, which people ask, that is still in the works. We want to get through this phase and sure. then start worrying about how we're going to attack game days and, and Saturdays. And I will also say that uh, in this move, we are retaining most of our uh, sales staff, uh, our, our account executives, which is good. They're believing in the direction and the plan. And uh, you know, getting back to selling the, the shows, and so that's good. That's that was part of Rod and I's vetting process of if we wanted to do this. Is you can have anybody selling the radio show? That would be important, and they they are. I'll um, be here. Uh, Ty Henderson will be here. Oh, that's great. The show every morning. <clears throat> Ty, I didn't I didn't know whether to ask. The whole thing is, you know, kind of uncomfortable. I didn't know whether to ask. Are you are you safe? As they say in Marathon Man, is it safe? Are you you're you're, you're going to be around? Yes. That's great. And Ty That's will, just great news. I will not just be around. He's going to have an expanded role because it, we're going to That's be a great. pretty streamlined staff at this point. We're talking back to when I, back to when we put the horn on the air. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, everyone does a little bit of everything, and 
Um, that's kind of where we're going. And again, to the business side of it, it's just we were spending a lot more than we were making um, in a lot of in a lot of areas. We were heavy, obviously rising, you know, rental agreements and you know, as I mentioned, Coke Fest. Uh, I mean, that's 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 really behind baseball, but that's not our radio station. But Coke Fest is an event that our sister station at Coke FM puts on every year and every August. And, you know, whether to market forces, whatever, that that event would typically sell twelve to 15,000 tickets a, a Friday and Saturday night and be a huge event for the for the stations and, you know, profitable. And this year, the, it just didn't sell very well. And whatever the reasons, I thought the lineup was strong with Whiskey Myers and William Clark Green, and some great, great acts. I just think that's that's the economy right now. That's the market. People don't have as much disposable income. Uh, I also know that within the radio realm and the media realm, um, advertising dollars are down throughout the market. And so people who are advertising, uh, and we're trying to shift that and be more of a digital brand and try to build that profile. Well, speaking um, of that, people have asked about the YouTube and Twitch streams, and those you, will definitely still be a thing. Yes, and yes. We're looking to uh, that's why I said it the, the way quality. I said it. The only thing, if you, if you consume this product, which is the horn, the only thing that will change is the 1049 signal and then the lineup. I mean, those two things are pretty dramatic. I'm not saying it's minimum. I'm not minimizing that. I'm saying the if you listen on 1049 daily, the change you will have to make is to listen to 1260 or download the app or listen at hornfm.com or watch it on the Twitch channel, which you will still be able to do. None of that changes. Now, I will be candid and say that part of this coming month will include a a move of our studios within this building on this floor. So that's really behind baseball, but. Part of our new agreement with our, our our building, we are moving studios. You lose the view and get a little more money. <laughs> yeah, rent goes down. Yeah, we're, we're we have a beautiful view of downtown, which we don't really need because we got the barns. Uh, but so that's part of that. But we're not going anywhere. Like it, you know, once the the studios are moved to where we're going to be, our new footprint on in the same building on the same floor, then you will have a Twitch stream, you will have YouTube channels, you will have access to hornfm.com, and content will be generated there as well. Uh, and again, the, the message is, you know, 1049 as, as, a, as a signal for us will no longer exist here in the very near future. And so, you know, that not just you go get the Horn app, tell a friend, tell your people that if they listen on 1049 and they're not listening right now, uh, we'll remind them. But, you know, we only have a couple more days and maybe even just one day where we actually have that signal available to us to get the message out. And um, and the reason I say, why well, you know, only a couple of days is, you know, the, the sale was, was still pending with the new buyer even into this weekend. And it was, I was told it was just finalized. So we, it is done. It is sold. And it's really going to be when the new owners take over and put a new format on 104.9 and 105.3. But the horn will keep, keep rolling. Uh, and Rod and I are excited to bring a new show together uh, starting next Monday. Uh, we have a good new local afternoon product. We've got high school football. Um, we will have Longhorn coverage on game day. I just don't know exactly what that is. And we're still working through it with the Dallas Cowboys, too, on what we're going to do on Sundays for NFL coverage. We have been the home for the Cowboys, but that is a, a an influx situation as well right now as it stands. But could be. Uh, could be on that. But that's what I know at this point, Monty. And Rangers will still be on. Texas Rangers. Your home of Texas Rangers baseball has been AM 1260 and 101.9. That will continue, hopefully, as we saw from this week weekend, maybe into a World Series run. Uh, so, yes, we will be your home for Texas Rangers baseball most nights. Uh, and then, you know, day games as well. Well, let me let me pitch the app. You know, I do a lot of traveling. Uh, I've spent a lot of time recently in Florida. Uh, you know, I go to California a lot and, and all over the place. And that app, I mean, I, I, I got to follow you guys 
every day. The app the app works. Well, and that's that's the thing, and, and we appreciate those who text us on the Specs text line. Specs text line is going to be still rolling. Well, oh, that's along. great. That's that, uh, to me, that's one of the most valuable things I've seen is the Specs text line. I've learned more on that darn Specs text line than a lot of sources. That's right. Well, we appreciate the the the, the you know show of the people. These are the people that text us, and uh, it's for them. And in our conversation, Specs text line lives on, but. Um, you know, we appreciate those who text in and say, I'm listening all over the country, wherever you are. We say, take it wherever you go, and you can. But we also know there are a lot of folks who haven't downloaded that app because they can hear it on 104.9. They get in their car, and it's on, and it just becomes a habit. And I get that 100%. And there's a lot of people like that. So if you are one of those, and as I say, would like to continue to listen to the horn as a product with the new lineup and the new conversations, then you're going to have to get the app most likely or listen to 1260 uh, on the AM dial. All no, right, that, the app's painless. The, the app is really painless. I, I, I encourage even being, everyone to get it. Well, and because of some of the things we're pairing back as far as high school and Longhorn coverage, it's going to be even more streamlined in the coming you know days and weeks because it's it, what we really want is you push it and it goes on. I mean, it's just you push the button and right now you have to you have to open it and then you have to push one button. You know, ideally we would get it to where you just open it and it's streaming live and yeah. that's that's kind of where we're going. But that is uh, the first of the messages. If you have questions, we'll certainly take them and be as open as we can about where we are and where we're going. Um, but Monty Williams is here. Ty is here. We'll come back with some uh, facts of the day on this good, bad, and ugly Monday morning. Also, we hit our coach's corner coming up. We'll talk Steve Sarkeesian, what uh, the game week or the uh, training camp week press conference could be all about tomorrow. And Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones weighing in emphatically on the Zach Martin situation. We'll get back to the sports coming up. about this? I didn't even know this. Will you be able to uh, listen to the horn moving forward on Roku app, my tuner, next week so folks can listen through their TVs? That's how I listen currently. See? I didn't know that. But, yes, again, the only thing changing as far as how you consume the horn will be uh, through one. if you listen on 104.9 FM solely. That's the one signal that's being sold. Everything else will stay in place. Now, obviously, we're making dramatic, drastic cutbacks and changes to our daily lineup. Um, that's also changing, but, um, as we say, we'll have a, uh, what I think will be a tremendous morning show, six hours, uh, five hours from six until 11. And there will be syndicated programming with uh, Jim Rome following that. And then the Rich Eisen show will follow that. And, uh, Rich Eisen does a great show. Jim Rome, of course, longtime radio voice. And then in the afternoon, we are going to have a local presence with a show, that's still being developed with, uh, called the sports complex, which we'll, we're excited about as well. So, um, again, it's less as far as the local goes, but still the only local in the morning in this market, uh, with I think would will be a, a really good show. And as far as if you weren't with us on Friday, I understand that that turned out to be Bucky's last show, as he announced, and we had a very emotional four hours of conversation. And um, you know, he him not being here today and tomorrow was was his call, and that's completely was up to him. And uh, he could have been here, but um, you know. He wanted to make last Friday his final show, and I understood that completely because it's been a it's been a tough month. And 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 here's the thing, Monty, mo- having been in radio as long as I have, and you you were talking about a format change earlier. You know, normally in radio they just shut it off, and no. you don't ever hear from the hosts again, or they you know they go from a rock format to something brand new the next day. And what the heck happened to the station I liked? I mean, that's our, we didn't do that in here. <laughs> uh, some things got out early in the month that led some people to wonder, which led to us having to put out a statement in the middle of the month. But, you know, the idea was 
at the beginning of July, right after the Fourth of July, we were all let go, let known, let known what was coming, and you know, take three or f- three weeks to to say goodbye to the audience and all those kind of things. And in that time, then the the the, the conversation about what what Rod and I are going to do, and you know how we're going to keep the horn moving forward was was built. But at the same time, news got out in the market, and we had to react to that, and uh, that led to the clumsy, clunky at times messaging that went out. But in the end, you know, I I think it's been good that Bucky got to say his his, his farewells, and uh, it was a really difficult time. I've done shows with Bucky for two decades plus, and that was really hard. Um, and you know, Craig Way and Jeff Howe, and Craig has done an unbelievable job this this month talking about you know his plan moving forward, and and Chad and Zay and. Mike Harge and, you know, all these great people. Same time, you know, we also now have to pivot and look forward to the horn is still going to be here. Uh, it's in a different way and it's in a different realm, but it will still be available to you, just not on 104.9. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's important to stress once again, when, when, when everybody says, I can't believe the horn's going away, you, you, won't, you won't get Aaron and Bucky, but you'll get Aaron and Rod as the only local show. And all you have to do is download the app. I mean, that, that really another, is. There'll be another local show. We just don't know the details. Yeah, for, for the, in the afternoon? afternoon. Yes. Yeah. It's being formed, but there yes. will be an afternoon presence, which is which is important. Very important. And, uh, you know, you can expect Rod and I to be part of that as well and Ty to be part a little bit of part of what we do there. Uh, because we still want to be out, you know, in the afternoon drive, 5 to 7, want to be out doing live broadcasts and being a part of, you know, going to HEBs and Pluckers and all the places we normally are. That doesn't change. The only thing that changed, even on our brand, the only thing that changes is that 104.9 is no longer going to be there. Everything else stays the same. So what he says is your email address stay the same. Yes, ehogan at hornfm.com is not changing. Um, it is still the horn. And hopefully as we stabilize things and, and you know, get ourselves streamlined enough that, that you know, we, we can start to rebuild things back and then go back to, towards where we were. But as I say, as a small business, and I think a lot of you guys and you folks out there who listen are small business owners or work for one, you know, it's it's, it's a different economy than it was a year ago, certainly coming out of COVID. And uh, so it's one of those we were, as a company, spending a lot more than we were you know, taking in. And you do that enough months at a time, then it becomes a, you just have to react to it uh, to stabilize things. And that's really what this is about. This is not, and and we are, we're in a corporation, right? We're, we're a small business owned locally by local owners. And, um, you know, it's been a ch- it's a challenging you know month for them too. So, you know that that's where we are, that's where we're going. Monty's here. We'll talk about it with you. We'll also talk Jerry Jones. We'll talk uh, Orioles in first place over the Yankees. Astros and Rangers making moves. How about the Rangers going all in to go get this thing? Uh, we'll get back into that as well. And what's the Big 12's next move? I think that's an important conversation right now with Colorado officially in, which sent the jolt to the Pac-12. Not sure how they didn't know that was coming, but uh, sent a jolt to that conference. Now the Big 12 is trying to go after more. We'll tell you who that is coming up. Also, reset your headlines. It's B&E on the Horn.